Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Yeah, I thought he, you know, came in and did some nice things. We just finished watching the tape, and, you know, I thought he came in and, and did a nice job. Um, you know, so, so you know, I'm really proud of where he's at, and, you know, he gave us some good reps out there on Sunday. In case you didn't know, it's Bears-Packers week. It's the pregame show with Ole Krutz and Patrick Manley, presented by Bet Rivers, the official sports book of the Chicago Bears. Download the Bet Rivers app today. And that, of course, is the voice of Cody Whitehair. We don't hear from, from Cody that often, but uh, but he was on, uh, he, he did a media interview, and he obviously was on with, um, with uh, the great um, Jeff Joniak, Tom Thayer, uh, on Monday, or Tuesday, was it? And said some interesting things then as well. Um, he's talking there about Elijah Wilkinson stepping in on the line. And obviously, uh, Jermaine Effetti is out. He's hurt his knee. He is on the injured list. And all of that is going on while uh, uh, Damian Williams has tested positive for COVID-19. Mm-hmm. So he was put on the COVID-19 list on Thursday. And, and I honestly, I don't know. Uh, if that triggers anyone, if you care whether he was um, was or not, certainly we've seen people uh, vaccinated testing positive. They that's personal information. They haven't announced it. I would say that if uh, if you're already without David Montgomery and you lost a guy, maybe you'd be upset about it. But the fact of the matter is, this is what you're living with. You've lost your right tackle, and uh, and I don't know how good a right tackle you consider him, but he was the starter. And I think Elijah Wilkinson, there was this feeling that because he was used as a left tackle, that's not a good idea. But maybe he plays better at right tackle. Where are you guys at with the running game, given the combination of losing another running back and, uh, and losing a starting tackle? Yeah, I'm the same place I was when all the guys were healthy, when you play the Packers and have a rookie quarterback. Uh, and you have these, you know, you have the tackle situation that the Bears have. You have to be really stubborn with it, right? Even if it doesn't work early, you have to stick to running the ball, zone reads, RPOs, protecting your quarterback screens. I, I know that we were talking earlier about uh, uh, Fields needs to protect himself. I go back to what me and Manley were talking about, about coverage with the Bears. Uh, what does it take to beat the Packers? That's what you have to do today. Uh, you got to use everything in your arsenal. You have to use Justin Fields' feet. Uh, you got to put Jesse James is back suited up. You got to put Alex Bars on the field. 
All, all what I worry about mostly is pass protection from the young running back. I think he's a pretty good running back when he's running the ball. Uh, even if you get one yard, Bill Lazor has to go right back to the run game. Be really stubborn with the pat. Uh, keep the game within striking distance because if you start opening up and throwing the ball around, uh, you could be in real trouble against this Packers front. Yeah, agreed 100%. I, you, you can't change the game plan at all. And we talked about it last week with Matt Forte, that Carolina game. Not saying that he's Matt Forte and can take over the game, but coaching staff went to Matt Forte and said, listen, you are our guy this week. You are getting all the carries. You are taking over the game. We really don't have anybody else behind you. You, you know, you're, you're the one. And I'm sure they said that to Khalil Herbert because you look at Ryan Nall, who's behind him, Artavius Pierce, who was on the practice squad uh, that was cut September 8th and then re-signs October 5th. So he's only been here for two weeks back practicing. So if he has to go in the game, you feel a little nervous about that. I know how Olin feels about Phenomenal going in if he had to get some <laughs> carries. Oh, big Phenomenal but, fan, man. <laughs> let's just – I'm just going to knock not on wood. Fullback. I just don't – Khalil Herbert cannot get hurt. That's mm. the key here. you got to stick mm. with the same game plan and make sure he doesn't get hurt and obviously pass protects uh, better than most rookie running backs and maybe they can come up with a game plan to help him out a little bit. But uh, I, I, you can't change his game plan with the situation going on. Right. And, and Molly, even Artavius Pierce, right, we'll probably see a little bit of him. But mm-hmm. uh, this game plan, I'm sure, falls right at the feet of, of the guy you just heard from and his linemates, right, Cody Whitehair, Sam Mustafer, James Daniels, who's been taking a step, uh, Jason Peters, and Elijah Wilkinson. Uh, you know, and I'll throw Alex Bars in there because you'll probably see him some today. Uh, these guys are going to have to have an extraordinary game uh, for this game to go the way the Chicago Bears want it to go. You know, it is a fact, and I don't know if you consider it one, but it always seems, let's put it that way, that when an offensive line is blocking well, they start pass blocking better. Right. If if your if your strength is not pass blocking, once you start running, it's almost like guys get lathered. I don't know how to describe it, but the mentality helps them when they're pass blocking. Is that wrong, Olin? Or is no, that it's it's not. You, you you much rather be obviously run blocking because you're attacking somebody, or you're going for pass blocking. Uh, it's a very unorthodox thing to go backwards, have a big defensive lineman running at you forward, and then you have to stop him. Uh, he can grab you. He can hold you. Uh, you can't, right? So um, pass blocking is, is extremely hard to do. That's why the guys who are really good at it get paid a ton of money because it's hard to find guys who can back up and stop guys like Miles Garrett who are running at them. So you'd much rather be going forward. You'd much rather be attacking the defense. And the more you run the ball, the more you get used to what they're trying to do on that side of the ball, the stunts they run, what their plan is to stop. You get a little more comfortable coming off and hitting your targets and moving your feet, and you get to drive guys into the ground. You can be uh, – physical and violent in pass protection, but it's a little harder uh, just because all you're trying to do is keep him out of the quarterback's lap. So you get a little more confidence. You're running, your, your run game gets going. Now they have to play the run. You're not in third and long as much where they can just pin their ears back, uh, put on the field, Pat, what we used to call radar, which means you don't know who the hell's coming, and you got to try to find out who are their blitzes on that down, and you have a rookie quarterback back there and a rookie running back or maybe Nall who really can't help you with identification. Yeah, I mean, Nolan, isn't it true? I mean, I know, yes, we in college when I played O line, we had a couple games where we ran the ball well at Duke, but like even in like second and five, those situations, 
they don't know whether it's run or pass. It slows them down just mm -hmm. a hair, yes, just a little bit. Mm -hmm. So if it is pass, then you get that little bit of advantage in your set and all that kind of stuff. So that, that's, that's some of the stuff that, that can help by running the ball. You know, you get yourself in those good positions, and that's when you throw the ball, and it just helps your pass blocking out. And, you, and it I'm is sorry, a, go ahead. Yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead, no. Owen. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. I was just going to say, it is also a fact that the Bears have won games in which they've led the majority of the game. Mm -hmm. It is so much easier when you are playing with a lead than from behind, especially if you're not an explosive passing offense. Right, and, and that's, that is exactly right. And if you look at their team, we talked about, Manley said Ryan Pace built the defensive line to stop Aaron Rodgers. Their team is built to play with elite, right? Their offensive line, when you yep. don't put money into your offensive line, you're not going to be asking them to pass block on every down or you're going to get destroyed like they did in Cleveland. So uh, they have to keep the game close. Uh, they have to find points from somewhere. It's going to be not easy, right, like we talked about. Uh, all You have three tackles out. Like If you just put the, the honest truth out there, the Bears have three of their top four tackles are out. They're down to a 40-year-old left tackle. Uh, they have two young running backs in because their top two running backs are out. Uh, so you have to protect your offensive line, your rookie quarterback, and you don't want to be running pass protection all game or you will lose that battle. Yep. Why, why aren't they using the tight end position better? I think, I think it's twofold, right, Pat? I think it's um, they, need, they, need more, they need a more dynamic play from, from Cole Komet, first of all. Yes. Uh, he needs to get open. He needs to break tackles. They need a little more for him, but – in his defense, they are using them a lot to help with pass and run blocking. And I got to say, Cole Komet's looking pretty good in run blocking. He looks like he's improved quite a bit. I mean, he's not a world beater, but for being that dynamic uh, tight end that you drafted to be the Kelsey and all that kind of guy, the Kittle guy, you, you, you're hoping to see that. But he is, he is doing a pretty good job in run blocking. But um, I think right now with this game plan, it's more important to have them in line helping out with the offense and trying to get the ball running. All right, pro football focus. I don't know how much stock you put on them. What I like about them is that they have ex-scouts and they have people breaking down plays. Now, you, it's difficult sometimes to see what someone is supposed to do on a particular play, but these are guys that might have a better feeling for it. And they're, and they're judging a lot of one-against-one battles when it comes to the offensive line. They have the Bears ranked the second-worst offensive line in the NFL uh, going into this week. Now, a lot of that is probably based on – on ratings earlier in the year, certainly I would imagine that that horrible game against uh, Cleveland influenced things. But it seems like they're playing better, the Bears, than that. And, and only the Dolphins do they have uh, in a worse situation than the Bears. But when you really stop and look at all the guys out, I, I don't know if that influences what they're looking at. Do you agree that the Bears are probably that bad on the offensive line? I got to send this one to Olin. I, you, you know, you're the expert on the offensive line. So, what's your thought? Yeah, it, it's a good question. PFF, um, you know, they, they rank people. They have no one on their staff who knows what they're doing when they grade offensive linemen. But that's okay. Uh, they get away with it. Uh, look, the Bears' offensive line—they are not an elite group. You wouldn't put them in the top ten to twelve. I don't think they played as bad as people are making it out to be. But if you go back to the Cleveland film. Uh, they were getting beat a lot. They were put in a lot of bad situations, obviously. Look, if they get to third or seven or third and eight or longer, uh, they are in trouble. They don't have 
a lot of elite pass protectors on the edge. Uh, even last week, when they got in that situation, Ngakwe at the end of the half got his sack, right? Mm-hmm. He went by Peters. Uh, Peters doesn't have that extra kick step, that, that extra speed that he used to have to chase him around the edge. Now, to be fair to Peters, uh, Justin Fields is in about a 32 step oh, drop. Yeah. So I don't yes, know where. So, so they have a lot of things going on when you watch the film. They have a, you know, they have a young quarterback that sometimes gets too deep in his drop. Uh, all those things. They have young running backs. They have two tackles uh, um, out there that weren't expected to be their starting tackles this year, right? So uh, they have a lot of things when you watch it that, that contributes to the fact that when they get into these situations, uh, they do get hit a lot. Uh, PFF probably doesn't notice that when they're in five-man protection, the guy coming off the edge really doesn't belong to the offensive line. Little things, little details like that are things that you wonder about when people rank them that low. Yeah, I, my, my evaluation, I just think they're improving. And what I loved is what we saw last week. You're talking about that tenacity, Olin. When you are a little undermanned, mm-hmm. play on an edge. Play close to that, you know, that, that fine line, and they're doing that. And they, they're, they're building that identity. It was funny when you said that about Jason Peters. I, I hit pause, and I'm like, one, two, three, 14 yards or 13 yards deep. And Peters turns around and looks and sees the young quarterback on the ground, and he's kind of like, you're not supposed to be here. Yeah, you're, not supposed <laughs> to be, you're not supposed to be that far back, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. I did my job running around the yeah. loop. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, you know, and, then, and then what the guy from PFF screams, uh, they're getting the quarterback killed. No, he got himself killed. So, yes, exactly. But overall, I mean, I, I think they've, what, the most rushing attacks the last two weeks, which I think fits this offensive line. Mm-hmm. Third in the NFC and rushing at 126.8 yards, whatever that means. But they're running the ball well. And I think that's their identity. And I think they're pass blocking, like Olin said, is a hard thing to do. They're becoming good run blockers, which will make their pass blocking a little bit easier. And the situational game a little bit easier for them as well. Yeah, and and they kind of remind me of our 2005 team, right? If the defense Mm -hmm. can keep playing at that level, I think we ended the year top 15 in rushing with Kyle Orton at quarterback, right, with a rookie quarterback. Of course, Rex Grossman comes in late in the year. But um, kind of that that's their formula, right? It's right there, 2005. We ran the ball well. It, we were extraordinarily stubborn with it. And that's uh, – I go back to what we talked about earlier. That's what we'll be watching for this year because in their building – on the offensive side of the ball, they have nobody with the history of being stubborn with the run. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think it's fascinating if you actually stop and look at it. They were they were terrible seemingly on the offensive line right up to the point where Matt Nagy gave up play calling. I'm talking about last year. And then all of a sudden they had this revival on the interior of the offensive line, and that led to significantly better play. And then you turn around and you look at this year, and they were awful on the offensive line right up to the point where Nagy once again gave up the the play-calling duties. And now you've got like a more run-heavy kind of uh, offense going, and they're significantly better again. Yeah, and it's playing complementary football. I mean, this is the key. Yeah. You got you, yep. you're, you're running it right. This fits this team. If this defense, you know, coming into the year, you're talking about how great they are, and Olin's talked about it a million times. He's 100% right. They have all the damn money. If they have all the money and all the talent, they should be one of the reasons or the reason why you're winning the game. Let the offense catch up to them. And I think they're doing the right thing. Yeah, look, when you look at the scheme that Coach Nagy runs and you, you, you really look at it and say, okay, where has it had success? When you look at the offensive line, the Eagles and the Chiefs, the years they were successful, those are two of the best offensive lines mm-hmm. in the NFL. You need very good tackles. Uh, first and foremost, you need two 
really elite pass blocking tackles. Of course, Jason Peters, who we have now, Lane Johnson, right? Mitchell Schwartz, Fisher. Uh, when they were playing well, that's when this scheme excelled. The, the Chicago Bears, they designed their offense line to not be an elite unit, and then they're shocked when they're not elite. Well, I'm shocked you're shocked. So I watched the games, and, and you put these guys on an island, guys who, who shouldn't be on island. Uh, I think we've heard you, uh, Molly, you've had Tony Wise on your show plenty yep. of times with Coach yep. Watson. And he talked about being honest in the room. Like, we, that guy cannot block that guy. Right. So if you yep. run that play, the ball has to be out. So that, that's the things they're going through there. Credit Bill Lazor for coming in, seeing the limited limitations and saying, okay, let's run the ball, let's run screen, let's run quarterback draw down in Las Vegas uh, when we're in third down and medium. Let's just run a quarterback draw and see if we can get it. If not, we'll punt it away. All right, we've got Dan Pompey joining us next. We know Aaron Rodgers has shown an affinity for civilization. Is he ready to walk out of the NFL hinterland? We'll ask Dan after the break. It is, of course, the pregame show with only Kroots and Patrick Manley here on The Score. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better, because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Ryan's punt. Devin Hester from the 16. Looking for Lane. He's got one. Watch out here. If he gets a couple of blocks, he's gone. Devin Hester, the rookie from Miami. Touchdown. 84-yard punt return for a touchdown by Devin Hester. He got a big block from another rookie, Mark Anderson, and he takes it to the house. We're back with more of the Bet Rivers Sportsbook pregame show on Sports Radio 670 The Score. Brought to you by Bet Rivers Sportsbook. Go to BetRivers.com or download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store now and MailMedChicago.com, where a full head of hair is the winning play. 
It's the pregame show with Olin Krutz and Patrick Manley, presented by Pet Rivers, the official sports book of the Chicago Bears. Get yourself the Pet Rivers app today. Download it. And uh, joining us now is our guy, Dan Pompey. He joins us on the score hotline presented by Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. Dan, good morning. How are you? I'm great, fellas. Good to be with you today. Exciting day, huh? Yeah, exciting if uh, Aaron Rodgers would just retire, for God's sake. Don't tease me like that. <laughs> Shane Remember McClellan. The... We need Shane McClellan back. Yeah, exactly. Wasn't it the glory <laughs> days? Wasn't it glorious when when the Bears on draft day, you heard first that, uh, hey, there's room. Hey, guess what? Aaron Rodgers hates the Packers. He's not going back there. And then, boom, here comes Justin Fields. And you thought, ha, ha. And now here's Aaron Rodgers again. I thought we had rid ourselves of him. Seems like a long time ago, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I think uh, it's interesting that the angle has been played up this week that uh, some people think this could be Aaron's final trip to Soldier Field. I know Aaron was even asked about it last week, and he uh, said some nice things about Chicago and uh, the, the boy that he walked with when he was on his way to Maestro's a few years ago. Uh, and that was all nice to hear, you know, but I think... Um, I'm not so sure this is his last visit to Soldier Field. On the one hand, you know, it would be easier for the Packers to trade him if they want to do that this offseason because they would have uh, more time on their side. Last offseason, you know, no one really knew that he was going to be a possibility to be traded until after the point when, uh, you know, the musical chairs game was over for the most part and most teams were settled on quarterbacks. You know, if they were able to at least make it known that they were going to trade him earlier in the process this year, you know, you could have teams uh, making bids on him that have availability at the, at the position and also could accommodate his contract. You could have more of a market form, a more robust uh, market. But, you know, whether or not the Packers are going to want to get rid of him, whether or not he's going to want to leave there, I think is really the issue. And, and that hasn't been decided yet. I think that depends on what happens the rest of the season, uh, depends on how he feels he's been treated this year, and depends on if he believes his concerns will be addressed moving forward in the offseason. You know, the really interesting concession that the Packers made to him was in the uh, training camp, I believe it was. They went out and, and acquired Randall Cobb. And they didn't just bring him back to the Packers. They've also made him a big part of the offense. He's the team's second leading receiver. Of course, he's had some critical catches uh, for them this year. So, um, you know, I'm not quite so sure that the two sides aren't going to say, you know, you are what's best for me, uh, at least in the short term, and decide to keep it going for at least another year. Yeah, you, you spoke about the wide receivers. Watching him and Devontae Adams, it's just unbelievable. We talked earlier about coach and quarterback and those putting those two great ones together leads to great teams. Where do you kind of rank this combination? I know Aaron Rodgers has done it before with other receivers and he's been great and MVP, but this just seems like it's something special, doesn't it? Those two together. Yeah. Well, the, the nice thing is that uh, there's a comfort level, you know, there's probably uh, as much, he probably has as much of a comfort level uh, with those two receivers as he's had with any, receivers he's ever worked with, you know, in terms of a tandem. So, um, you know, that, that means something. And, um, 
Uh, it's shown, I think, on a regular basis and, you know, the way that the receivers in him are able to make adjustments when he's under pressure, uh, the way that they know how he's going to throw a ball at what, you know, what, where, exactly where he's going to deliver it. Uh, he knows exactly where they're going to be. So, you know, you cannot uh, underestimate uh, the power of that experience, that time together. It really, it really means a lot. And, you know, I think it probably means more in today's game than ever before because, um, you know, the, you're dealing with so many people who have so many fewer reps than Aaron Rodgers has with those receivers, but even off-season reps, even training camp reps. You know, everything has been diminished greatly from the time when he came into the league and he was able to work with, with these guys like crazy in the offseason. So um, it, it's a great advantage that he has almost over every quarterback in the league or almost every quarterback in the league. Dan, I, I think there are only seven coaches that uh, have been in the league longer than Sean McVay, who was hired in 2017. And it, what's interesting about McVay is he's put together a really interesting group of coaches himself. There are, you know, former uh, court. Obviously, we know that Matt LaFleur is one of them and Zach Taylor and Brandon Staley. Um, I, I just wonder, what is your take on Matt LaFleur as head coach? Where does he stand um, in that position in terms of the top 10, 15 coaches in the league? How good is he? And will we ever know until until it, maybe there is a post-Rogers career? Well, you know, I, I think pretty good so far, right? I mean, yeah. uh, he, he's only been there for this is his third season. He's got a winning – he's won 80% of his games, I believe. You know, so obviously he's he's got an advantage with Aaron Rodgers at quarterback that every coach would like to have. You know, Rodgers uh, not only being – you know, the MVP last season, but you're talking about one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, I think. So, um, you know, it's a big advantage. But I think, um, you know, when you have that advantage, much is expected of you. So uh, people expect for Matt LaFleur to go where Mike McCarthy went once, Mike Holmgren went once, and Vince Lombardi went a whole bunch of times. And um, that's really ultimately how he's going to be judged in Green Bay. You know, it's interesting that he made the change on defense this year. You know, and now he's going to be, he's really got his own stamp on it, uh, do, doing it his way this year. So, um, you know, that, that'll be another way, I think, that, that he's judged. If, if the defense can continue to play uh, as well as it has, really, you know, despite some, some losses, some injuries that are sig very significant, uh, I think it will reflect well on the decision he made in the offseason. All right, Dan, let's talk about the Bears quarterback now, Justin Fields. And he, they had some design runs for him last week, and we saw some of the big hits he took. What are your thoughts now at you know, this young age? Do you want to continue doing that? Are those kind of learning situations where maybe he'll learn to get down? But is this something you want to see continued in, in the Chicago Bears game plan? Absolutely, Pat. I think it's got to be a part of the game plan because it's one of the things that he does best. And if you ignore it, uh, you know, you're really not utilizing – all of his strengths uh, as, as well as you could be. Uh, but I, I do believe, you know, the other side of that is he really needs to understand that he needs to protect himself better. And um, he needs to be coached on that and make sure that uh, he gets that, you know, he is, he's of no value to the team 
if he's in the blue tent or on an x-ray table in the locker room. So, yeah. um, and that's where he's going to end up if he keeps playing the way he played last week. So no, I agreed. And the, the one player I think I, he should take a look at is Russell Wilson. I think we, we saw him here when he was younger. He was somewhat more of a more, uh, he ran a lot more, but he just gets down, gets out of bounds. And I wish, I wish he would do that. Cause I do, I want to see him, you know, use that dynamic skill set, but he just needs to learn to, uh, or just put on some more Russell Wilson tape of what he's missing his first game in his career today. Cause he banged up a finger on a pass, but he never gets hurt. He never takes that big hit. I just wish, you know, to see more, him run more like you're saying, but just, just watch more Russell Wilson tape. Yeah, that's a great comparison because Wilson has some of the same types of uh, athleticism, same type mm-hmm. of athleticism, I think, that Fields does. And really, if you look at any quarterback who's lasted in the league, you know, they all have that kind of understanding of when to be in self-preservation mode, when to be smart, whether it's throwing the ball away or getting down or whatever. And it doesn't have to be an athletic guy. You know, Tom Brady's got it, obviously. Drew Brees had it. Rodgers, you'll see him today. He's got it. You know, it's it's just part of part of being a smart quarterback is is knowing uh, how to not end up injured. You know, Matt Nagy. You look at him and what he's done. He's been at his best when he hasn't been his own offensive coordinator. That's just the sad reality. Um, and yet, I think we look at this and developing a quarterback and what he's trying to get done. You know, it's got to take a lot out of him to give that up. Is he done with that, uh, Dan? Do you feel like Nagy now is just going to concentrate on being a head coach? Well, I think, you know, he definitely will. As long as things are working offensively, he will face temptation to go back to it if things break down offensively. You know, if they have struggles, if uh, Justin Fields doesn't perform up to expectations, if uh, the offensive line... Uh, plays like it did against Cleveland if the running game doesn't continue to produce you know um, at some point you know he's he's likely this it's likely at some point this season that he's going to be looking for fixes for the offense right and how do you fix the offense then do you do it by uh, making a position change by you know benching someone and promoting someone or do you maybe go into the play calling aspect of it and say, can we tweak something? Obviously, you're going to make game plan changes, but, you know, who's calling the plays? I think it's going to to be certainly uh, an issue in his mind at some point when the team struggles offensively. Yeah, let's hope he doesn't go back. I think he's proven to us it doesn't work. <laughs> he's got to find something else. Hey, after watching Khalil Herbert last week, how com- uh, comfortable and confident are you and him being the guy today? Well, you know, it was one game, but it was mm-hmm. a very good game. And yeah. I think, you know, every, really every time we've seen the guy, it, it's been it's been limited a number of times, but every time we've seen him, it's, it's been pretty good. And I know uh, Ryan Pace even said uh, on our sister station uh, this morning on, on BBM uh, in an interview that ever, since the guy's walked in the door, he's impressed us every time he's, he's had the ball in his hands. So... Um, you know, I think I feel I feel fairly good about it, but yeah. obviously there's a, a limited uh, body of work that we're judging him by, and you know, in order to uh, to to really have a you know to a great feeling about a running back, he's got to be consistent over time. Yes. All right, Dan. So every week we ask you to make a pick. The um, the line was four and a half. 
And then when Damian Williams was announced as uh, on the COVID list, it jumped to six. Uh, right now at Bet Rivers, it's five and a half points. What is your pick, and uh, and what do you think the score will be? Yeah, Molly, I've got the Packers winning this one, 26 to 23. Um, you know, I, I, I think the, the Bears and Packers seem to always somehow uh, play each other tough. Uh, but, you know, the Packers are a better team. You know, you look at, we talked about the experience that Rodgers has with his receivers, and then, you know, it's the other end of the spectrum, obviously, with Justin Fields um, not having hardly any experience, didn't even work with these guys in training camp to speak of. So, um, you know, I think that's a big deal. And unless the, the Bears defense can just completely wreck the game and, uh, you know, uh, put Rodgers on his back uh, so many times that, you know, he doesn't know what's going on, then I think uh, it's going to be a tough one for the Bears to win. Um, you know, they need to obviously uh, limit the Packers in the red zone, keep them out of the end zone and make them kick field goals. And on the other side of the spectrum it's the kind of game where the bears need to maybe uh you know go for it on fourth down at times and right. and uh you know pass up field goal opportunities and just try to get it in the end zone they need to take some chances in order to win but like i said i think it's a tall order for them great stuff as always dan appreciate your time okay it's fun fellas thank you see you thanks dan yeah and um interesting to hear uh you know olin was bad mouthing a 38 year old for giving him life advice um yeah. Brandon Staley and Zach Taylor are both 38. Matt LaFleur is 41. Sean McVay, the founder, the, the man that created yep. the tree, 35 years old. He's got – I mean, that guy's – high been, school grad out of Atlanta. Is that unbelievable? I yeah. mean, no. won't, he, won't he eventually have the most head coaches ever at this pace? He's, he's uh, younger than the guys being hired. I would think so. And I just – is he going to quit? Will he get burned out? Will he have the most coaching years ever? Who is it? Don Shula has the most, I think. Yeah. Well, he beat yeah. him. Wow. Yeah, it is amazing what uh, Sean McVay is doing, but I got to give him a little. He went, We went to the same high school back in Atlanta. He's got some serious, something. amazing stories back in the day when, when he was there. I know we got to go to break here in a second, but do you know he beat Calvin Johnson out for what? the Georgia Player of the Year, his You're senior kidding. year for football? Yeah. Wow. And he modeled himself after you, no doubt. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yes. <laughs> No, he modeled himself after Alan Chadwick, our head coach. <laughs> wow, look at you. That's yeah. awesome. All right, yeah. we're going to uh, we're going to get our picks. We'll get Patrick's pick. We'll find out what Olin picked, and we'll do that next. It is the pregame show here on The Score. Wentz, Rodgers gets out, floats it, Cobb! for the first down. They're not anticipating that the Packers are going to try to go down the field. Chris Conti, you see it, he's jumping. He settles right at the first down marker and Randall Cobb goes right by him. Give Aaron Rodgers some credit. He has Julius Peppers right in his lap. He's able to make him miss and then finds Randall Cobb down the field. Big play for the Packers. Huge on fourth down. We're back with more of the Bet Rivers Sportsbook pregame show on Sports Radio 670 The Score. Brought to you by Bet Rivers Sportsbook. Go to betrivers.com or download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store now and mailmedchicago.com, where a full head of hair is the winning play. 
Oh my God, that play! You got to play that. That was the worst. No, we don't. No, we don't. I thought oh. we were playing highlights, not lowlights. Oh. That, that was my was last game I ever got to play, and that was the last play I ever got to see at Soldier Field. Oh. I think I'm what? done with the show. I'll see it posted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're contractually obliged <laughs> to know. stick around. Sorry, Mitch. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> it's the pregame show. That's Patrick Madley. Presented by Bet Rivers, official sports book of the Chicago Bears. Download the Bet Rivers app today. Patrick, we got to come back and talk about it afterward. You can't leave yet. Oh, I know. Uh, I'll be there for the post game after the big <laughs> win we have today. <laughs> All right. Now, here we go. So, the spread again is 5.5 points. The, uh, the over under is 44 points. Uh, Olin is gone with the Bears. Olin has taken the Bears, I believe, uh, 24 20. Which uh, which surprised me, frankly. But uh, you know, he's got he's got two hats. He's got the ex player and he's got well, the uh, the analyst hat. And I don't know which one that is, but um, there you go. No, I, I'm with I'm with Olin because uh, when you get up, we we talked about that we started the show. When I got up this morning, it is it is Bears Packers, and you still have that little bit of a an extra feeling from it. And I was thinking about my pick today, and you, he said you got two hats. You're either an alumnus or you're an analyst. Are you going to go with your head or are you going to go with your heart? And I've got to go with my heart. But what I've decided to do is draw up the game plan of how this is done. Nice. You know, this this is what's going to happen, right? They're going to run the ball. Herbert's going to get over 100 yards. It's going to happen. If you go back and look at the Saints game, the the Packers, I know it was the Saints game, first game of the year, but they gave up 171 yards on the ground with 39 rushing attempts. That's what the Bears have to do today. They need to get up in the 30s with the rushing attempts. Jameis Winston only threw the ball 20 times, and they still kicked the – Poop out of them. But uh, that, 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 to me, is what they have to do on offense. Can't turn the ball over, obviously. We talked about uh, Matt LaFleur when he wins uh, the turnover battle. He's undefeated. Uh, but here, the front four has been paid to get after Aaron Rodgers. This is why Ryan Pace built this defense. I believe he built it to beat the Packers this way. They're going to have to get after him and force two interceptions. And I could see that happening. It can happen because there's times he throws to Devontae Adams when he's not open. And Devontae makes the play, but maybe today we get that lucky you know, ball in the air and Eddie Jackson picks it up. Um, here's another neat stat. The Packers have given up 13 touchdowns and 13 trips to the red zone. Yeah, yeah. Okay, but you can also spin all these numbers whatever way. That's the fifth least amount of times teams have gone to the red zone. <laughs> so let's just hope the Bears get in the red zone. You know they're not good in red zone offense, but they're not good in red zone defense. So maybe they can get in the uh, the end zone there. But that, that's how I'm drawing it up and how it's going to happen. And with my alumni hat on, I have the Bears winning 24-23 in an epic game. Well, you know, from from your voice to God's ears, I, I would love <laughs> to see that happen. I, unfortunately, and, and we've got a lot to talk about. I don't want to waste time with my pick. I made it yesterday. Uh, I made it Friday on the air, 24-17. I took the Packers. I just – here's the problem. I've seen too many Bears-Packers games. I've seen Aaron Rodgers yes. win too many games. It's really hard for me. I, I love what you're saying. I love the idea that they got the defensive line that they were building to stop this mm-hmm. guy. And, I mean, we saw Mac take over a game, first game in sh- with, with the Bears, where he just buried the guy. And if you had something like that you could put, hang your hat on, I just, I, I just unfortunately have seen too many of these games, and it's hard. I, for I think me to... your your head might be smarter than my heart. <laughs> no, I, I wish I had. But I, heart, but man. I hope I'm right. But that's why they were built to beat Aaron Rodgers this way. But it's, it's, um, it's just, it's, it's a tough match. I mean, shoot, it's Aaron Rodgers. That's the thing. Yes. And then Devontae Adams, just the plays he makes. That 
he is open when he's not open. When he lines up wide and they put two guys on him, they still use the sideline to help them. Normally a sideline is a defender, but they use him as a bad defender and they just get it right over the top of him and have him lay out and catch the ball. So it's just a, that's an incredible matchup. And I think Jalen Johnson last night and this morning when he got up is, is excited for this challenge. I hope you're right. And um, I, I also, I think part of the way the Packers lose is by losing on special teams. That's yes. the one area yes. where I think it's Always. lopsided in the Bears' favor. Um, and, Pat, I mean, we, we talked a little bit earlier mm-hmm. about uh, Mason Crossbar. Oh, boy. See what I did there? <laughs> like that. That's an Olin Rhodes-ism. Um, <laughs> but, but he was bad last week. Now, mm-hmm. was he bad or you talked about the operation – you know, the Bears have an excellent operation. We don't talk yes. enough about all the things that go into that. Look, we don't go want to ahead. be talked about. We don't want to be talked about. I'd okay. rather you not talk about us like than what it. I'm about to do about the Green Bay Packers and Hunter Bradley and uh, the punter Bjork. I forgot how to say his name. Bjork, Bjork says, uh, Bjork has. But let me break it down for you. So what's happening there? He did. He went 16 for 16 last year. Mason Crosby did. He didn't miss one this week. But I still think every time he lines up with this combination, this is a new holder too that he's nervous where the ball's going to be. It's very important that the ball, people don't understand. It's got to be, if you just took a a dime and put it on the ground, that ball has got to be put in that spot every time because that's where the kicker knows to put his plant leg and to square up and hit the ball. And if the ball is all over the place and not a consistent ball, then he's going to miss that spot quite a bit, and that's going to come off the foot improperly. And then the other thing is this poor snapper really struggles with the laces, and the laces are a very difficult thing to do. But most, I'd say 99 or 90% of the pro snappers can get the ball presented with the laces forward. That makes the holder's job easier to hit that spot. That makes the kicker a lot more comfortable. Last week, Mason Crosby missed the 36-yarder because he ate the laces. And what I mean by that, the laces were facing him, and he pulled that one just because it comes off your foot incorrectly. So there are some problems they have there. They gave up a punt against the Pittsburgh, or gave up a field goal block against the Pittsburgh Steelers, which was a, I was going to cuss there, a bad call. They got the jump on the long snapper. They blocked it, went in for a touchdown. They said they jumped off sides, which is a bunch of bull. They've given up trouble on that right side a bunch like uh, Andy Herman was talking about, which I know Chris Tabor will take advantage of. They have A.J. Dillon as their left slot back on their punt block team, and he's not great at that. He's given up a lot of pressure on that. I could see that being taken advantage of. They give up a little pressure up the middle, but I think A.J. Dillon's one of those And then their coverage teams, they gave up a big return to the 49ers, I think a 65, 70-yard return. And this is just typical of the Green Bay Packers. They've been this way forever. They've been pretty darn good on defense, obviously great on on offense, but it just doesn't seem like they give special teams the amount of time. And hopefully today is one of those days you can steal something, whether it's a blocked kick or a fake punt. I know all these coaches have four or five little fake punts they have in their back pocket. They've been running since since April, back when uh, minicamp started. They always want to run them, and this is a game where you need to steal that extra, extra possession. Jody Camillus used to talk about all the time against in games like this, you know, the more possessions you can get, obviously the more points you get, how can we steal a possession? And sometimes that comes down to saying, all right, we're going to run a fake. We have a scheme fake. If they come out in this look, we're going to run it, only if it's in this you know, field position. But I could see something like that happen today. So, so Patrick, you were as good a long snapper as ever in, in the NFL. You were excellent at that. And I believe I wrote one time, unfortunately, the Bears can't uh, ride the long snapper to a Super Bowl because you were the best player at what you did than anyone on the team. 
That's how why I like you, Molly. <laughs> you remember that. I honestly Oh, I do. That. I read that. And I was a young kid. I'm like, wait, what? What am I going to say in the locker room about me? <laughs> What's Olin going to say? <laughs> uh, there you go. That's trouble. But but you always could put the ball perfectly on that dime, as you talk about, with the laces exactly where they were. How how did you develop? I mean, how how did that come so easily to you, or did it not? Uh, honestly, I thank mom and dad every day. <laughs> Genetically, something I was just given where just I could I it. could spin the, I could spin the ball with my hands, but it did take time to learn to get the laces properly. And no, they weren't perfect every time, but I knew how to miss it properly. It would be inside where Brad Maynard could turn it while it's going down. Huh. But it's something I, <clears throat> mom and dad helped me genetically, and then I worked my tail off at it. Yeah, that that's extraordinary. Yeah. You, you know, and, and um, don't ever come back to help the Packers, whatever you do. All <laughs> nope, right. <never. laughs> we will be, I know that. Uh, we will be back for the post game. Uh, Patrick and I will be taking all your calls. We'll be talking it through with you. Um, here's hoping. I, I yep. hope you and Olin are correct and uh, looking forward to a great game and the defense that we imagine finally turning up en masse, and we'll see if they can get it done. Thanks so much for listening to the pregame show with Olin Krutz and Patrick Manley here on The Score. God bless and go Bears. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 